You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Crippled Content Creations and Podcast Jukebox present Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. My name is Andrew Gerza. This is Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. I am your crippled content creator, your disabled Dick Smith. I'm all the things and... I'm here to shine a bright light on sex and disability with you today. So get comfy, cozy, and super crippled, and let's get started. So for this recording, I'm doing a bunch of like intros and promos back to back. So I don't really know which one this is going to be in, but uh, here it is. I'm, so I'm not, I don't know which episode I'm recording. I don't know when I'm going to release this one, but I'm doing a bunch of them back to back. Because I am here for you, and I like to record a bunch so that I can just release them as I want to. Um, I want to have more minisodes on the show, and that was the thing we, we were doing for a while there, for a few months last year, where you write in your stories, your feelings, your ideas, your funny, sexy moments, your sad, sexy moments, all the things about sex and disability that you don't necessarily want to tell me on the air, but you want me to read back to you in hilarious fashion, and I do it for you. So if you want to send in ideas for a minisode or send in a story for a minisode, hit us up at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. I would love to tell your story on the air and make you laugh as I do it. I also really want to hear from you on the show, and I want to hear 30-second clips about why the show is important to you, what it means, and why you listen. So if you want to send one of those to us, you can do so by going on your phone, hitting voice memo, and just tell me in like 20 seconds or less why Disability After Dark is important for you and what it means and why you why you enjoy listening and what kind of stuff you want to hear more of. Put that in a voice memo and I'll play it throughout the show at some points and then we'll get more content that way and I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so, so much for listening and for all those things. And now, on to the show. Alright, so for a while now, I wanted to do a show called How to Go on a Romantic Surprise Getaway with Your Disabled Lover. I've wanted to do this show literally for months and months, and it's been rolling around in my head, but I was actually, sometimes I get really, really scared to write down the idea in my head because I'm worried about how I'm going to pull this off and do a show for 30-40 minutes and make it into something that's like, that you want to listen to. So this idea has been in my head literally since the summertime. But I didn't know how to record it, and so here I am now recording it. I sat down last night and I wrote about five pages of ideas for notes that I'm just going to turn into talking points for now. Because I really wanted to do one about how to go on a surprise romantic getaway with your disabled lover. I have a huge fantasy for movies like British Jones and countless other rom-coms or any kind of movie where boy meets girl or 
now that it's 2019, maybe we'll see more movies where boy meets boy or girl meets girl or non-binary person meets non-binary person and they fall in love and get whisked away. But I have this idea that I want somebody who I'm who I'm hanging out with and I get naked with to say, let's go on a big trip together. And I really want somebody to like throw me in the back of their car and say, let's go. We, you know, we'll have no idea where we're going. We'll have no idea what we're doing. It's all a big surprise, but it'll be an adventure. That's a, that's a fantasy of mine as a disabled person that I've had for the longest time. So I wondered, how would you go on a romantic getaway if you were disabled? And how would you set all that up? And so I started looking at romance blogs and travel blogs to see what kind of the tips were. And I realized that these two worlds don't go together. When I started looking at, I typed in into the Google machine, I typed in disabled romantic getaway, and immediately I was I was shown two very different worlds. I was shown the world of disabled travel, which talks only and solely, almost all about accessibility only. And then I was shown the world of romantic couple getaways, which is two, like images of two able-bodied people frolicking on the beach and looking happy, whereas when you look at the accessibility pictures and the stills of accessibility pictures, you see a bunch of people who clearly are taking stock photos and pretending to be in wheelchairs, like staring at trains that are up on platforms where there are stairs looking sad. That's kind of the accessibility imagery that we saw. There were no images of disabled people who were on vacation with a loved one or a lover looking sexy and happy and hot. Nothing like that at all. It, it clearly shows that the two worlds have never come together, have never really been thought about. So I wanted to bring those two places, those two worlds, the idea of disability travel and romantic travel together. There was one really out of place image of like a really muscular, model-esque white guy holding a woman in a commode as they're about to go down into the pool, but neither of them look happy. He looks scared and she looks concerned. And so it was a very weird image to find when I typed that in. Neither of them look happy. So I feel like the photographer was like, give me a face. And these are the faces they came up with. The models, obviously neither of them are, neither of them have experience with disability because these are not real pictures. These are clearly models doing it. But like, wow, if I was the woman in the commode, I would be concerned for my life going in there. <laughs> I don't know. It just looked very out of place. And that's the imagery for, that was the one image I found of couples with disabilities maybe having a romantic getaway. There was one, and it was very, very out of place. I'll post it on the Disaft Dark Pod Twitter so you can see. But yeah, it, it made me, and there are some other ones I want to post too. There are pictures of like, when I looked at disabled traveling, there are pictures of people in stock in like, in like hospital wheelchairs up on like what is supposed to be a mountaintop, and it just looks silly. Like if you're gonna travel and you're in your hospital wheelchair, you're not gonna take that thing up Mount Everest, and you're not gonna do a like arms wide open happy pose when you're up there. That's not gonna happen. I really wish that like this this traveling disability imagery was not like super mixed with inspiration porn where it's like look at me i conquered the world even though i'm disabled like holy fuck can we not just have imagery where a disabled person is traveling because they want to travel and they're not doing it to like overcome themselves holy shit but there was a ton of imagery like that too 
in the images I saw, and I, I'll post some of that as well, because they were really funny, and they just looked very, very, very strange. Also, the, the images looked irresponsible, like you really should not take your chair up a mountain, and you really shouldn't take your chair to the... There were also pictures of people in their wheelchairs, like at the mouth of a... Of a where, at the head of like a beach, where the, the tide's going to come in and wash you away. Also not responsible. Don't do that. Those pictures are not sexy and cool. They're super dangerous for wheelchair users. Don't do that. Just a... Just a a thought from a fellow wheelchair user, don't put your chair in the sand right at the beach where the tide can come in. Not safe. So when I started looking at the the getaway tips for a partner, and uh, the very first tip that I saw from almost every blog that I looked at said, hey, you should keep it a surprise to make it sexier. And don't tell your partner that you want to go away on this trip and like don't and like do all these plans and all these clandestine things that they don't know that you're going to take them away and don't like make sure you tell their boss and do all this stuff and blah 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 and I get the idea of why you'd want to do that and why you'd want to like surprise somebody I love surprises or or more accurately I think I love the idea of a surprise but I think the reality of a surprise like you're going to take me out of out of my space and do this thing with me the the reality of that being disabled can cause some like super anxiety i think when you're disabled you get you get used to a routine a lot of the time because it's forced on you and then it kind of becomes comfortable and it kind of becomes your day-to-day and when you tell a disabled person that their routine that brings them a lot of comfort and safety is going to be taken away even for something as like fun as a sexy vacation with the with your hot sexy partner when you tell me that's going to be removed for me for like a day or two or three i have like anxiety no matter how much i'm excited for us to have romance i'm going to definitely have anxiety if you tell me that my routine is going to be taken away because what you're telling me is that my care and my safety net is going to be removed so the whole idea of like coming over to my place and being like, hey, pack your bags, get a toothbrush, like grab the condoms, grab the lube, grab your favorite pillow and let's go. That's just not, for me, as sexy as that looks in my head, the reality of that as a disabled person and a wheelchair user is, that's just scary. It's like, why are we going? You're going to take me away from everything that I need to be, to feel okay. No, 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 no. So I wouldn't recommend if you are, if you're seeing somebody with a disability, whether it's a physical disability where they need more care or an invisible disability where they may have certain anxieties or needs like that, I would highly recommend not starting with the I'm going to surprise you and take you away thing. Because you tell me that, my very first thought is, okay, how am I going to pee? How am I going to do this? What if I have to shit? How how are these things going to happen? Who's going to be there? Is there going to be someone else there? Am I going to be okay? My brain's going to go into overdrive and I'm not going to be able to to relax. And it's actually going to be traumatizing. It's not going to be a relaxing and let's run away from all our problems. You're going to create like 10 more problems just by telling me that. So, I so yeah, don't don't be clandestine about it. Don't worry about losing the sexiness with not surprising me. For me anyway, that's okay. If you're a disabled person and you're listening and you're like no, I totally want that surprise. Write in and tell me about it. Write in why being surprised is cool. But I don't think that many of us who have complex care needs actually would want that surprise.
the surprise I think you can do is to come over to your like disabled fuck buddy's apartment one day or your disabled boyfriend's apartment one day or your disabled non-binary person's apartment one day and say like hey I got a bunch of brochures because I want to float this idea by you and I would I want to surprise you with the idea of us going away together because that actually what that means is somebody's given you, your needs as a disabled person enough thought to say yeah I could go away with him for three days and it wouldn't scare me and it's not terrifying that we're going to spend that much time together and I might need to provide him help that doesn't scare me if somebody surprised me with like dinner and a bunch of brochures but where we could go together I think that's a sexy fuck surprise and I'm so there for that and if anybody ever if anybody that I'm sucking dick with wants to do that for me I am so there bring over the brochures and let's talk about the idea of us traveling together it's a great way of being like I want to be with you while we plan this process out and I want to learn what the disability requirements are and teach me all the things and then you you and your romantic partner whether your boyfriend girlfriend or fuck buddies or just friends who fuck around and travel together you can see together what those things are what the accessibility things are where you want to go where the best places to do certain things are is there wheelchair access all that stuff can be discussed from the safety of your own home without having to learn about it on the road as you go without resources. If you're planning a trip for your disabled lover and yourself, you might also consider surprising them by asking their if they work with attendant care workers and if they have personal care attendants on hand usually. You might consider doing the surprise another way by asking their attendant care workers how to do the bulk of their care and say, listen, I want to learn how to help Andrew catheterize, or I want to learn how to help Andrew go to the toilet, or I want to learn how to help Andrew put on pants today, even though, although if we go on vacation, boys that I want to go on vacation with, I will never be wearing pants. But if, you know, you could say that I want to, I want to learn how to do Andrew's care so I can take him away. This would be a really... This is a really scary thing when there's no care available on vacation and stuff like that. So it's tough sometimes and I don't like it. So if I knew that you learned from my care person how to do things, there's a level of trust there that you were willing to learn. And so if you could learn the basics on how to help me go pee, it would make our sexy vacation that much better. You could even surprise a disabled partner with a getaway by saying like, hey, I want to take you away, but I've also made arrangements for your attendant care worker to come with us. So I've talked to them and they're comfortable spending three or four days with us here. Would you want to do that? That could also ease some tensions. It does kind of ruin the romantic getaway idea for two, but it's uh, it's definitely an option if you need more help or if you have, again, complex care needs that require two people having extra pair of hands there can reduce like partner and caregiver burnout so so it's an option if, if you have the financial means to bring a third person on your romantic getaway I highly suggest doing that again all this supposed advice is just to say this is just potential advice I've never gone on a like romantic getaway where I've been whisked away so I don't know really know what I'm talking about I'm just suggesting ideas if you want to do it I have no personal experience in this arena so I could be talking on my ass but 
I'm going to give you my advice anyway from the stuff I read in blogs because these blogs should be super focused on, they, there should be more focus on all these relationshipy blogs about disability and it always piss me off that there's not, which is why I do episodes like this. But disclaimer, I have never been in a romantic getaway with a partner, so hopefully somebody listening to this will whisk me away right after I record this. But if they don't, these are suggestions for you. There's a lot more to come on this episode of Disability After Dark, but first, we're going to play some ads from our awesome sponsor and some great listeners. So, we'll do that and we'll be right back on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. I want to take a minute to let you know all about a brand new contest put on by my friend, Bello Cipriani, who you heard in episode 114, telling us all about queerness, blindness, and disability. Well, he started a publishing company a while back called Ola Books, and they are committed to amplifying the stories of disabled writers. This year, in partnership with Pen to Paper, an international creative writing competition with the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities, Oleb Books has announced a new award for disabled writers, the Oleb Books Personal Essay Award. For this inaugural award, the team has chosen the theme of disabled parents. Now, I know there are so many disabled parents out there with something to say and a story to tell. What are the challenges of being disabled and raising a kid? What is disabled pregnancy like? Could you be a disabled mom or dad, or neither, or both? And so much more. Winners of this contest will receive $50 and have their essay featured in an anthology published by Ola Books and be part of a big national marketing campaign. You can enter the contest by heading over to olebbooks.com contests, or you can click on the link in the show notes of today's episode of Disability After Dark. Thanks, friends. And we're back. I want to thank Come As You Are for being our longtime sponsor and supporting Disability After Dark and Crippled Content from the beginning. It means so, so much. You should really go over to their website, comeasyouare.com. Use that coupon code After Dark for 15% off any purchase on the store right now. It's a fantastic deal. They're a great store. They're super disability positive and sex positive. I highly recommend going over there. I also want to thank Oleb Books for coming on as a new sponsor a few weeks ago. They're great, fantastic, and I love helping disabled creators amplify their work. So if you have, if you are a disabled creator and you want to hear like an ad for your stuff on the show, let me know at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com about what you're doing and maybe I can amplify your thing in a, in a promo ad for something. So I'd love to support disabled creators that way because I know how hard it is to make something about disability go and get noticed. So I'd love to support you in doing that. So uh, hit me up and let me know. Maybe I can do that for you. But now, back to the show. 
The Romantic Getaway blogs also mentioned that you should keep your first time getaway with a new partner to about three or four days tops. And really, each of them said a variation of the same thing, which was, you want to keep it short and sweet so you don't annoy the fuck out of each other, because you might realize that you and this partner are not compatible, blah, blah, blah. What I think about that for when, how, to, how to bring disability into there is that you might want to consider adding an extra day here and there on either side because if you're traveling, when you travel with a disability, you get tired really, really fast. And so you might want to extend the trip, actually, make it a little bit longer so that you can actually relax before having to fly or drive somewhere far because disabled bodies can't take a lot of stress like that. At least mine can't. So you might actually want to make the trip a little bit longer, but spend time apart during the trip. Another major issue in all of the blogs about going on a romantic getaway was the issue of money. And they all said that the one who did the surprising should never talk about the cost, should always hide it, be really secretive about it, and not, uh, and not, tell anyone, and not speak about it. Just let it be something you paid for, you'll pay it off later, no big deal. And again, I love the idea of being surprised by somebody and be like, I paid for everything, don't worry about it. That sounds really great. But as so many disabled people are chronically underemployed and chronically trying to make every dollar count, you really have to sit down with your disabled partner and figure out the costs of traveling and the costs of what this vacation is. Because I don't want you to take me away as some sort of charity so you can feel good about yourself because you did this thing for me, and so that later when we have a fight, you can hold, you can hold against me the fact that you did all this stuff for me. I don't want to do that. So we really have to sit down and talk about how much more expensive disabled traveling can be, and if it's something that that both of us can afford. I, it's not something that I would recommend you hide from your disabled partner because nobody wants to know they were taken on vacation out of some charity, and then you did this great thing for them because you're such a good person. Nobody wants that. I don't want to deal with that ableism when I'm trying to have a sexy vacation with you. So we need to have the discussion first before, during that sexy surprise planning dinner, that discussion needs to come up first and foremost. When you look at all those costs together, you may realize that traveling like this and doing this might not be really feasible for both of you and you might decide you might opt to have a staycation you might opt to do that better because it, it's more financially viable for both of you so it's it's a discussion that we need to it needs to be had right away before any of the surprise happens it, it just needs to be something you do one of the things that i would love my sexy partner to try to plan for me without me having to do it is I'd love for them to try to navigate the tons of difficulty trying to actually book a flight as a disabled person with a very specific needs. I can't tell you the number of times that I've traveled for work to like to go somewhere that I've been on hold with different airlines medical desks waiting to be talked to for hours and hours and hours and hours. And when you finally reach a person, they're like, oh, sorry, you have this kind of chair. We can't help you. Oh, sorry, you're going to have to call this number. It's actually not affiliated with us. Oh, sorry, we didn't realize you were that disabled. We're not sure if we can take your chair. All these things you have to deal with just to get a flight. And I love for a non-disabled person who assumes they're going to whisk me away on vacation to sit on one of those phone calls for three hours 
trying to get a to get special seating on a flight so that I can go there. And you know, when they think they're just going to take me away and we're going to run off together for a weekend, they realize that that's not so easy. And <clears throat> and I feel like a non-disabled lover should be put through that for a couple hours to see what that feels like. I think they might get a new appreciation for why so why more of us don't book flights and don't really go out of our state or our province very often because of those these realities. It can be really tiring, and by the time all said and done, you're like, I don't even want to fucking fly anymore. I'm so annoyed with you, medical desk. I'm so angry that you like you zapped my whole interest in this trip, all because I just tried to get on the flight, and we're not even there yet. Anything can happen when we get there. I just had to fight with the airline people for hours and hours, and I haven't even had my romantic vacation yet. I think partners need to be privy to that stuff because that kind of ableism, it happens all the time, and it really ruins the vacation before the vacation even starts. I saw some photos on one of the romantic travel blogs that was like, just climb up this this treehouse for couples in Africa, and you can like sleep in this big the gutted out tree that's really beautiful and is under the stars and is really, really sexy and romantic. And I just laughed because I was like trying to picture myself and a partner trying to get up in that treehouse. Like, how are you going to, what are you going to do? You're going to take me out of my chair and like potato sack me up this treehouse in Northern Africa just so we can like have this, this really, this really, really specific romantic moment together that will probably result in some sort of injury for both of us and I just thought it was really funny because in all these pictures there were like the pictures of in the in Africa there were pictures under the stars in Italy there were couples making out well at the Grand Canyon all of these images are great but to no one's surprise there was literally no mention of accessibility for these things and how a disabled couple might actually navigate this there was nothing about that and it really really made me angry because there are beautiful photos but disability could never happen here. Disability would never be happening there just because accessibility was not considered during the making of these things. My advice as a disabled traveler is that you avoid all these outlandishly ridiculous like Instagrammable romance moments for something a lot simpler when it comes to, to, to hanging out with your disabled partner. Just go for something simple. Go for a walk. Go for, like, a roll. Go for something really... Go get some gelato if you're in... If you're ever in Sydney, Australia, by the beach, just go have some gelato or some churro with your partner. It's fucking beautiful there. Totally do that. Thanks, Mom, for taking me. It was so fun. Um, but just do something really simple with your partner uh, that isn't... That doesn't have to be this overt gesture because the overt gestures just don't seem very accessible. The other option, of course, is that you and your love interest go to the big thing wherever you are. You can go to the Eiffel Tower in Paris, trying to navigate how to get your wheelchair around. You can go to try to get your try to get your mobility device up to Big Ben. You can do all that and go to the Eye in London and do all those things. Um, and I think that that could be an important step for you and a partner because you together can laugh and learn about how inaccessible so many things are, and that anger could lead to, like, 
a really important moment for the two of you that you could share where you could like get angry and then have great angry like inaccessible world sex later or you could be angry and have laughs together and realize that the smaller things are more important A lot of the romantic getaway blogs also make note that during a trip, you and your new partner might get into a fight with one another. Of course, they never really talk about disability and fighting in these blogs, so I thought I would bring it up. You might end up fighting with your partner about ableism, accessibility, care needs, being tired, being burnt out, feeling resentful, feeling like you can't do anything, feeling like you can't participate or they're doing too much for you. All that stuff could become a part of the fight. When you're traveling in a confined space with somebody and you're relying on somebody, that anger can feel that much more intense. Um, I've traveled a bunch with my disability for my work. Not ever yet for a sexy time. Anybody want to do that with me? Um, but I've traveled a bunch for work with friends and family. And fights and anger about this stuff, this kind of stuff, can definitely erupt. And what I realize is you got to be ready for it. you got to be ready to talk with your partners, especially a sexy partner, about what all of that might mean and how all of that feels. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to be resentful and that kind of resentfulness and ableism is going to follow you back home and nobody wants that. I think it's important to recognize if you are disabled and you go with a non-disabled partner who decided to um, do your care and I wanted to take you away for a sexy vacay and they are doing your care and it's only the two of you, I think it's important for the disabled partner to recognize that this is new territory for somebody. This could be new territory. This is this could be scary for them and not be grateful by any means. Like, oh my God, they're able-bodied and they're helping me. Yay for them. But realize that it it maybe is a lot of, it's, it's a lot of new stuff for them all at once. And so don't expect them to be perfect. Don't expect them to do everything for you with the draw of a hat. Let it just be what it is. But talk about all that stuff during your sexy planning dinner. Because you don't want to have big, big fights about this when you should be dicking down with each other. The romance blogs really, really tried to push, like, a cozy romantic place for two. Again, with no accessibility. Like, they, they were showing snow-capped, like, cabins. And there's no way a disabled person could ever access this. So I would say... That, and I saw a blog that mentioned that you might want to look at booking a family resort for the two of you. And as a disabled traveler who wants to travel with romantic partners, I say this is a great option. It will mean that there's automatically more space for you, your equipment, your attendant, your lover. Oh, there's just more room to do all the things. And I think that family resorts, whether you're with the family or just the two of you, is just great for disabled travelers. I also was thinking about it as I was putting this together and I realized rather than worrying about flights and like, oh my goodness, the flights are gonna cost so much, or we can't get an accessible seating on the flights, or we can't travel like 20 hours to Australia for this getaway, or we, you could also just rent an accessible vehicle or split the cost and go on a sexy road trip with each other. Sidebar, I really want to see a sexy road trip movie with a disabled character. Can we can we do that? I mean, we had, there was the movie, um, The Fundamentals of Caring, which I'm eventually going to review on the show, but that wasn't really a sexy road trip movie. That was more like a buddy road trip movie that ended in him kissing Selena Gomez, maybe. So 
I'd love to see a movie where like two gay disabled people go on a sexy road trip together. Can that be a thing? Can we make that a movie? Someone, please. Um, but you sh- you could also totally just rent a car, and you can do that. You can get an, an accessible vehicle for mobility devices for about seven hundred and fifty dollars for about five days, which is about the cost of a, a cost of a return ticket somewhere. So. I mean, you could do all this stuff in an in accessible vehicle. You could travel across Canada, America, or the UK. Also, UK friends, do they do road trips out there? Is that like a thing they do? I'm not sure. Um, but you could travel that way, and you could point to all the inaccessible spots together while eating fast food, laughing, and having sex in the car. That's an option, too. If you decide to go away with a partner with a disability or you are disabled and you float the idea of going away with a non-disabled partner and you actually want to do it, it's really important to remember that no matter what comes up, because disability-related stuff will occur to you during this trip, I promise you something will happen to you. When it happens to you, just go with the flow and try to enjoy yourself. Don't let the worry of a broken wheelchair or any of those things worry you out too much. Just try to enjoy it because... It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and if I had the chance to go with a romantic partner and do all these things, I would. Even if it meant that, like, my chair broke, or that we tried to do ridiculous things together, or tried to crawl up a treehouse in Africa to see the stars. I would want to try all that, or at least realize we couldn't do all that together, because it would mean we, we would have great stories about how ableism is real, but it could bring us closer together. So, if you're going to do that, talk it out, plan it out. Don't surprise them without their, them knowing, and just uh, try to enjoy it because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And whether or not your partner is there to help you pee through the long haul after it or not, um, it's it's a story that and it's an experience that I think everybody should get to have, and everybody's entitled to. And after listening to this, all of you should be finding a way to take me on a sexy, romantic, disabled vacation because that's what I want to do. So I'll just sit here and wait while you book tickets for us to go somewhere really fun. Um, But that's the episode. Thanks for listening to this one. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back next week with more Disability After Dark. All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. My name is, of course, Andrew Gerza, and thank you so much for listening and helping the show go. I really appreciate that you all listen and that you come back every week, and I love doing it, and I love shining a bright light on these topics, so thank you. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com where you'll find my writings, some cool videos I've been in, and you'll see where I've been talking where I've been doing talks, and if you want to hire me to talk, you can do so there as well. If you want to follow me on the social media, you can put in all my handles on Insta, Twitter, and Facebook at TheAndrewGerza. If you want to follow the podcast specifically, you can follow us on Twitter at DisAftDarkPod, or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DisabilityAfterDark. This show is a completely independent production. I literally record the show here in my bedroom in Toronto, and that's awesome. So if you want to support this fully 
independent program, you can head over to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and you can pledge $1 a month to get the show early and get really cool perks like that. And I, I will give you a shout out on the air and thank you for your support. It would be super awesome if you could also leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast so that this show all about sexuality and disability, something we don't talk about enough, can get more traction and more people can hear about the show. Thanks again and we'll be back next week to shine a bright light on sex and disability. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Sugiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2019